Warning. This episode contains adult language, mature situations, musical references, kitsune children, orangutan ship captains, hidden villages, vampires that go sexy nujitsu, annoying tagalongs, the fourth hokage, and spiritual beings that go <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. Episode 115. Zan's Bizarre Adventure Part 3. Hidden Village of Stand Users. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review. This is your host, Zan, and with me is... I'm Cal, back again, finally. You're back from the dead, and good, because currently, well, right now, um, Deke is in the Recloninator. He kind of, well... What'd you do to him? Uh, it wasn't my fault, it was Chango's fault. I hope Deke's alright. He'll be fine once the Recloninator's done with him. Just gotta finish mixing and putting things in and putting his mind together. Anyway. You're not gonna... He's not gonna come out like Rocky Horror Picture Show clone, is he? No, 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 no. This is clone number two. I mean, it wasn't my fault that Chango decided to hit him over the head with the banjo. You don't have any intentions of what? No. (laughs) Rocky! No, 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 no. God, no. Either way... For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome. Spark Inside that provides information and reviews about manga. Every episode we'll review one to two depending on the situation, and we tell you about it. How the art is, what the story's about, and if it's worth reading or not. That way you don't go to any bookstore and say, hey, this manga looks really cool because the Japanese says it's the greatest thing ever. And in reality, it is complete and utter bullshit. Yeah. You can check out any of our earlier episodes on iTunes or at www.spirekin.com. You can also email us at spirekin at gmail.com, zan at spirekin.com, cal.spirekin at gmail.com. You can check us out on Facebook under Spirekin Manga Review Group, and Twitter under Spirekin, and we have a voicemail, 206-350-8462, and we have a forum, which is... What is spirekin.darkbb.com? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's just in my favorites. I don't remember what it is. Yes, go there. It's pretty happening. We have a lot of interesting people, including Big Rick and Wingspan, who say so many unique things and interesting questions and comments. Yeah, Big Rick is a sick bastard. I like him. Yes, and since we read his in the last, well, a couple of episodes ago, we read some of his 
mail to us, which was just perplexing. <laughs> At the same time, intriguing. But either way, we don't have a lot of mail today. Usually we say we have email, but not today. Today we actually have news. But before we get to news, how are you doing, Callie? You've been stressed out the last couple of weeks because of work and them making you a zombie. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I mean, I've been putting in ridiculous hours at the office, and that's why I haven't been around lately. But uh, nice to get my mind off of it, and hopefully it'll be done, this crazy schedule, at the end of the year, which we're getting close to the new year, which that's good for me. Now, if we only got paid for doing this, this would be so much better. I mean, we love doing it for free, don't get us wrong, but if anyone who's listening wants to give us a job doing if this... If you're good at something, never do it for free. Very true. Very true. Wise wise man once said that. Now he's dead. Oops. <laughs> he also connected grenades to himself, so he wasn't mm. that wise. Mm. You have a point. So, without further ado, let's get on with the news, because... There's two topics I wanted to cover when Cal was here, and let's start off with the most interesting, or not interesting. Now, for those who don't know, there's a really big and popular anime series out in Japan called Panties and Stockings with Garter Belt. And so, they're currently, for all you cosplay fans, they are releasing a Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt tissue box cover. Wow. Which has the main characters in their angel form, all sexy-like, and it has the English message, May I Be Your Tissue. Wow. But it costs about 12 bucks. What do you think? I mean, I guess if you think about it, it's genius. I mean, that's obviously what the what they're going to be used for, so... Yes. When you're in dire need of a tissue, I mean, that's kind of the last thing you look at before you, <laughs> you might as well keep the fantasy going. Oh, God. <laughs> I kind of figured that'd be your reaction. I think we should have a contest, and if Big Rick wins it, that's his prize. Yeah, he probably so. already owns five of them. <laughs> well, when they come out. <laughs> Very true. He's and got them on pre-order. Mm-hmm. Another news item is a little bit more, well, depressing and sad. A topic we talked about earlier. Remember a couple months ago we talked about that Tokyo was going to do their voting on a bill for youth ordinance? Refresh my memory. Okay, there was a bill which said that they, they were going to limit who could buy what. If you had to go over 18 to purchase manga which had certain aspects in it. And all the manga had to be edited so that you can't have things like nudity or slight sexual tension at all. Okay, so you had to be over 18 to buy it. Essentially, yes. As opposed to now where you'd have like brother and sister or father and daughter bathing and it wasn't like sexual, it was just kind of like there. Okay. Well, as you can tell, it has been passed. They passed the Youth Ordinance Bill as of Wednesday. Talked a little bit about it. And with the wonderful... The full Tokyo Assembly approved the government's revised bill to amend the Youth Healthy Development Ordinance on Wednesday last week. The episode when I released last episode. And the current ordinance already prevents the sale and renting of harmful publications, materials that are sexually stimulating, encourages cruelty, and or may compel suicide or criminal behavior to people under the age of 18. It requires industry to also regulate manga, anime, and other images except for real-life photography that unjustifiably glorifies or exaggerates certain sexual or pseudo-sexual acts. Another section of the revised bill would allow the government to directly regulate the above images if the depicted acts are also considered to be excessively disrupting of social order, such as rape. 
That casts a pretty wide net, man. So what do you think about this? The way it's worded, you could pretty much lump just about anything into that if you really wanted to. Yep. Mm. So, bullshit? I mean, as long as it's not completely censored, if it's still available and you just have to be over 18 to buy it, that's not necessarily that bad. But everything is covered under that. I mean, Naruto is covered under that. Bleach, Ranma... Um, what else? Uh, Monster. Well, Monster, of course, is going to be an adult book, but... Yeah, but maybe, I mean, should, you know, should little kids be reading shit that has that in it? I don't know. Mm, it's going to completely change their social order completely. I mean, they already can't look at the pink. I mean, come on, don't take this away from them, because they're not allowed to look at the pink. Look, let's face it. All right, when, when we were growing up here, if you want to... You're gonna get your hands on this stuff anyway, so if it makes you know. But in Japan, they can't look at the pink no matter what. Even if they're adults, they can't look at the pink. It's blurred do they still, out. Do they still? I mean, I know that that was how it was. No, they still do that. They still you can't see, you can't look at the pink. Really? Yeah. Because I've seen stuff. Not from there, being from China, but not from there. That's why they're all crazy and sexually repressed and make things like Iken because they can't see the pink. Ah. <laughs> uh. I, I don't know. I, I don't agree with that censorship. I think once you're over 18, you should be able to see just about anything. Except for, like, you know, kitty stuff. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this one. Because I'm thinking to myself, you know, what if, you know, what if they were to pass it here? I mean, it's really, that's pretty much, we already have that restriction. Well, actually, well, they're fighting for it, but, of course, we have that one rule, which is, it's art! Goes under that umbrella. You can't censor this because it's art. Freedom of the press. Yeah, but, I mean, that's kind of a weak excuse, don't you think? So, what? I mean, what kind of, you know, what kind of artistic merit does, you know, fucking... What, someone getting their head blown off by a guy with a super, super cool jacket? Yeah. It's We're... artistic because it gives you manly power fantasies of t- blowing your <laughs> boss's head off with a AK. I mean, so, does, so do violent video games. They censor that. I mean, here, just like in... I mean, the, technically, kids aren't supposed to play violent video games, right? But they still do it. True, but I mean, we're also, we're not going to be really let's put, affected by this. Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. This is my philosophy. Without a law like this, the next step would be for those type of things to be banned altogether. So, if a law like this keeps the kind of more conservative people who don't want kids seeing this... If it keeps them happy, and then it means that the stuff that we want still gets produced, then it's a good thing. Very true. What do you guys think about it? Because, unfortunately, not unfortunately, we are exempt from this because we're over the age of 18. Well, over the age of 18. What about you guys who are under that age? Send us an email, spirekinetgmail.com, or call us at 206-350-8462. Let us know what you think about this youth ordinance law. If it's bullshit, if it's not. Try to be objective, because it's easy when you're under 18 or under 21 with the case of alcohol to be like, oh, it's such bullshit. But if you try to really think about it intelligently. Very true. Accept your own limitations and your own naivete, as it were. And let us know what you think. Yeah. And speaking of which, six companies have decided to boycott Tokyo's anime fair because of this. Well, that's their choice. But they're big companies. They're like saying, fuck you, you want to block us off? Well, we're cutting you out. Because mm. they, they get money from it. So, fuck them. I guess. 
It's Kodansha, Shogakuken, and three companies I've never heard of. Sucks, don't it? Mm. Yeah, well. Oh, well. So what else? So in the besides this news, we have some other news to talk about. Some which is a little intriguing and different and strange at the same time. And what are we talking about? We are talking about movie news. Specifically, a bunch of guys are boycotting Thor. Why? I saw the trailer. The trailer looks cool. A white supremacy group is pissed off that Hemdel from Thor, who is the person who watches, who's the, the guardian of Asgard, who watches the Rainbow Bridge to Midgard, Earth, is being played by Idris Eba, a black man. And from Nordic Trish, he's supposed to be a white man. So these bl- white supremacists have decided they're going to boycott Thor. Who gives a shit what they think? <laughs> The fucking movie's not good. That's not even going to make a dent in the movie's uh, bottom line. So fuck them. They're not even the demographic. That's, <laughs> that's pretty interesting. Fuck also, them. To all the white supremacists listening, I hope that that black actor fucks every white girl on that cast. You have to th- go to bed thinking about that. Ooh, Superman news. What's this? Yes, Superman news also. They're finally going to start shooting in Vancouver in summer of 2011. Have they cast Superman yet? No. Damn it. Zack Schneider is directing it, though. Okay. 50-50. I'm thinking 50-50. When are they going to start... Sh- like, that's still set for um, summer 2012 release, right? Yep. Okay. So, what other news we have? Oh, scroll up a little bit? What's... Yes. What the hell is that? They've redesigned Venom. Why does Venom look like the Punisher, almost? Because the symbiote has been given to a government official. And he's a, he's a SWAT guy. So it's not Eddie Brock anymore? It hasn't been Eddie Brock for a while. Eddie Brock, it was Eddie Brock, then it was Matt Gargan, now it's this guy, whoever he is. I don't like that at all. Yeah, it's, it's a bunch of... We're looking at some other news in the work, so what else? Trial Legacy came out this week. We haven't watched it yet. Oh, also, the villain possibly for Batman The Dark Knight Rises is going to be possibly Dr. Hugo Strange. Who's Batman actually going to fight, though? Hmm. I do not know. I mean, they still cast. They're still that they're they're still um, trying to cast a or they did cast a female right lead who's probably going to be Catwoman. They've established most likely going to be Catwoman. The current rumors I've heard were Catwoman or Talia Al Ghul, but I don't know. I could see Catwoman if they have uh, Hugo Strange as a psychiatrist who's watching him, mm. but we can see what happens. We will see. see. What else? Anything? Any other news on Captain America, Green Lantern? Uh, anything interesting? Iron Man three, of course. John Favreau is no longer directing. He's done. And in his Twitter, he said, "You know what? It's been a lovely couple years with Disney, and thank you. So thanks for the memories. I'm done." Why? They apparently just were. They came to some sort of disagreement and split up. I mean, we could read the article and what exactly he said that they've grown up and now they're separating and now he's going to let someone else direct the next Iron Man, but that's not going to be good. I guess that Iron Man 3 is going to follow the steps of the majority. He's doing the Magic Kingdom instead of Iron Man 3. Ah, uh, you know what? I don't I don't know. No, that's, well, it's... it's a- what is the Magic Kingdom going to be about? It seems like it would be... Is that just kind of, you know, going to be like a huge... Every Disney character gonna be involved, or I do not know. Hmm. Oh well, we don't know, and 
we will see what happens. Interesting. Okay. It's pretty sad. So, what else? Also, for those of you who are fans of the Dark Tower, they want to pick Hugh Jackman to play Roland. I think that's pretty cool. See, aren't they doing... Aren't they doing a TV series as they're, well? Yeah, it's all connected. As I explained last time you were on, they're doing the first movie, then they're doing the TV series season one, then they're doing movie two, then they're right. doing... So, it's all going to be the same actor. Isn't trying to get Hugh Jackman kind of odd? Because I can't see Hugh Jackman committing to a series. He is all for it. I don't know. He's going to sit there. He's a big movie star, man. Usually movie stars don't go backwards and then do TV. Some do. Some do. It ha- it's happened. M- Martin but... Sheen does it all the time. Charlie Sheen did it all the time. I mean, I see this. Erica Dushku does it. This is a big. Uh, this is a big commitment. I don't know. We'll see. Because the, the the people they have are they have Daniel Craig, Hugh Jackman. See, I don't know anything about this. I don't know what this is about. I don't know. I mean, I have no idea the uh, the story behind this. For that, we need Belchan to review the Dark Shower. All I know is that it's it's got like the nerd community in a huge hype. They can't wait for this. Yeah, it's supposed to come out. They wanted to have the first movie out in 2013, so we'll see. I mean, Daniel Craig, I have nothing but animosity towards, so I don't want him in this movie. Why? I don't like Daniel Craig. I never liked him. I thought it was a douchey character, and <laughs> I don't like his just his personality. I mean, I want, I'm going to see Cowboys and Aliens just because I'm a geek, but I don't like him. He looks like a fucking skull head. Look at him. He'd be perfect for the Red Skull. He looks I don't like have anything against him. I don't like him. Hugh Jackman, I think, looks like Roland. That's me. Viggo Mortensen. Eh. Oh, there is some news. I was disappointed that uh, the Uncharted movies, uh, they got Mark Wahlberg to be Nathan Drake. Disappointing. I was really had my, my fingers crossed for uh, Nathan Fillion, but Nathan Drake, that would have been an awesome casting choice. Not that I have anything against Mark Wahlberg for any particular reason, I just... He's Mark Wahlberg. He's Marky Mark from Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Okay, either way, so let's get on with some video game news. So, besides the fact that Super Mario Bros. All-Stars came out the 25th anniversary, which is... What do you think? It, it really pissed me off because they really could have... They really could have done something special with that collection. But instead, they went the cheap route and they just took a fucking... ROM of the Super Nintendo Mario All-Stars game and they stuck it on a disc and gave you a shitty uh, soundtrack CD and that's that's really crap. I mean, a real Super Mario All-Stars should have included Super Mario World, the fucking Game Boy games, even give me Mario 64 for the hell of it. Charge 50 bucks, but make it something that, that is really something that people that people want. Don't just give me the, the... You know, they did no work to put this out. If, I mean, if they really would have wanted to, they could have taken the engine from uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii and redid the classic games with that engine. That would have been cool too. That but been they enough. went they went the cheap route, and you know what? I was really excited when I first heard that they were going to do that, but then when I saw what what it really was, I decided not to get it. Yeah. Nintendo rarely disappoints me, but with this one, they really did it. They disappointed all of us with it. So what else? In Xbox news, virtually nothing. Nothing is going on except that there's supposed to be a sex game for the Kindle, which is being blocked. 
Oh, I read that that the, the it's gonna be PC. Like somebody has figured out how to connect the connect connect the connect to a PC, um, and you know then they're doing this sex game, which looks stupid. I mean, what you you just you just do the pelvic thrust to the screen? That's it. Is that what you do? The video that they released so far, it's like you can fondle the girl's boobies and stuff. Does she look good. Eh, it looked fine, but. Perhaps maybe worth watching. I don't know. We will keep you updated on this. The PlayStation Move seems to so far be a pretty big flop. I don't know. Yeah, they're saying that the PlayStation 3 Move is a flop. This is the best out of the three systems is currently the... What, the Kinect? The Kinect and the Wii are tied. They said the Move was just garbage. Even though people are like, I have to buy the Move, it looks so cool. It's a lot of people darn digging it, and I'm happy for that. I really am. Yeah. Mm. I had nothing but contempt for that game, and I just, I just don't like the boob. It looks stupid. I mean, yes, I understand. You flip the peripherals around so that the sensor's in the controller instead of on the sensor bar, but, but I think you still need to have the PlayStation Eye looking at, at, at you. So it's another thing that needs to go on top of your TV. I don't know. It's getting a little cumbersome having all this shit connected to my TV. Very true. Very yeah. true. Oh, one thing we did forget: the greatest greatest DLC ever came out for the Xbox Live. What? The X-Men Arcade game. <laughs> wow. I remember playing this when we were younger. And you could play it on live. So it's it's four player multiplayer just like the Six old game? Six player. Oh wow. That's pretty cool. I don't know. How much is it though? I don't know. Like ten bucks? Mm, maybe. Maybe. I'd, I don't know. I'd, I probably wouldn't buy it but I'd buy it just to beat the freaking game. I've never beaten it before because there's a full six rosters. You know? That's pretty cool. Yeah. But they yeah. said they didn't alter it and it got a five, 7.5. It's, 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 it's a game. So it's a, it's the X-Men arcade game. It's supposed to be cool just to hit the button and do the super <laughs> move and then run on and go wah, 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 wah. Yeah, I remember this game. Oh. There was another one too. There was uh, an Avengers one. The Avengers one wasn't that good. No, I remember. It was alright. It was like the same thing. You don't remember that? Remember the Simpsons one? No, Simpsons one they released. I think they were going to release it. Hmm. That one I beat in arcades, in a coin-op. There was also this other game which they did, which was... Uh, arcades used to be so so key. Now all those old games are coming, coming out for the consoles. Yep. But that's for another depressing episode. Mm. So we should get on with this, because we've been rambling on and on and on. And on and on and on. We didn't start the fire. Oh, that's one thing that bothered me. I went to download the Billy Joel songs for Rock Band, and I think they're only compatible with Rock Band 3. Fucking disappointing. Because I don't have Rock Band 3. Lame. Yeah. I wanted to play Piano Man and Captain Jack and... Oh, well. Either way. So we should get on with this. So we should get on with what we're reviewing in this episode. If you remember from the last time we spun, the one, the only, the Wheel of Manga. It dictated onto, well, last time was a couple episodes ago for you when you were doing your review of Rookie. Yeah, that was a while ago, right? How many episodes back? I think that's like nine, no, 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 like four episodes back. Wow, okay. It's been about a month. And yeah, I got Naruto at that time. Yes, Naruto. Very well. We'll let you talk about Naruto because we'll, mine is gonna be a while. So, 
Alright, so, I'm going to give a little bit of a disclaimer here. So anybody who knows what Naruto is, this review is probably not going to really do justice to it. And also, please do not send us hate mail, because he's never seen it before, he hasn't gotten too far in it, don't kill him or make an effigy yeah. of him in your backyard. You pretty much don't need this review if you've already read this, but, I don't know, I'm looking at this from the perspective of somebody... You know, I think what I bring to this podcast is is the person who is new to all this stuff, who's never really read any of these before, and that's perspective. I'm not a seasoned manga reader, so that's kind of an interesting perspective. If you've never read it, then maybe my review is worth it for you. Anyway, so, Naruto, super popular, made into an anime, I think everybody knows that. Two animes? Yes, because there is a time jump. Time jump? In the series, there is a time jump of two years. Okay. Didn't know that. Alright, well, it's a shonen. It was came out in 1997. Still coming out? Wow, long running. Damn, how long is that? 13 years? 13 years and over 60... Jesus. 57 volumes, I think. Weekly Shonen Jump. Written by Masashi Kishimoto. Published by Viz, Viz Media. In English version. Uh, I already said Shonen Jump. Uh, Japanese version. So, what's the deal with Naruto? 12 years from the beginning of this manga, a nine-tailed fox demon attacked the, this village of ninjas and killed many, many people in the village. Kind of a group of super powerful ninjas came, fought against him, and what's the fourth? Fokage? Did I pronounce that right? Fokage. Sacrificed his life to seal the demon inside Naruto. Okay, so Naruto is a little boy, young boy, who grows up in this village and he's got this demon inside of him this demon that years ago plagued this village and killed a whole bunch of people in the village and only kind of the elders know that he's got this demon inside of him everybody else they kind of they don't know that he's got this darkness inside of him and the elders made this kind of pledge to not let them know because they don't want to hold that to be held against Naruto because it's not really his fault but He's always been kind of an outcast. His parents are dead, victims of the, the war 12 years ago. And so that's about the age of Naruto, give you an idea how old he is. And so it starts out showing that Naruto is kind of a little asshole. He's always has, is up to some kind of mischief. He gives everybody else a hard time. The manga opens up with he had set some kind of a trap and a kid falls into it. And the kid's like, hey, you're supposed to let me out of here, blah, blah, blah. And what does Naruto do? He takes out his dick and pisses on him while he's down in a hole and he can't get out. That gives you an idea of uh, what type of guy Naruto is. The very first chapter, I guess, is it almost seems like, I don't want to say it's, it's out of place. It's very weird. It's not even part of the first volume officially. It's, it tells the story of how Naruto is told by the chief of the village that he needs to go and his his assignment is to go find one normal human person to be his friend because he can't keep being ostracized by everybody almost kind of um you know telling him that he needs to connect with people otherwise he'll never he'll never mature you know he'll always be this outcast so it tells the story i guess it was kind of a one shot you know out, out of nowhere it tells the story of how he goes into the city and he meets this painter, and this painter takes him back. This painter, 
gets drunk at a at a ramen noodle place and basically Naruto wants to eat the guy's ramen because he passed out and he's not eating it and the owner of the ramen place sells Naruto I'll give it to you for free but in exchange you have to take this this drunk guy home he draws him a map of where the guy lives apparently this painter guy passes out at the ramen place frequently so Naruto takes the guy home and starts getting into a conversation with the guy's apprentice um, the drunk guy sobers up and he goes off to bed and he uh, the Naruto and, and the apprentice start talking and there's a very famous painting that uh, they're that's being held at, at this guy's house and goes into how big of a deal this painting is blah 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 and Naruto and this apprentice guy kind of hit it off and um, this apprentice guy Naruto tells the story of how he needs to uh, he needs to find a friend that's his assignment and everything so the two of them hit it off and the apprentice agrees to be his very first friend okay seems pretty pretty simple right things go awry when Naruto goes to sleep and all of a sudden a guy breaks into the uh, the house with a gun and shoots the apprentice, kills him, and steals the painting. Before he leaves, he takes the bloody gun, he must have shot him right in the head for the blood to get on the gun itself, and he sticks it in Naruto's satchel. And the cops come the next day, find the gun in Naruto's bag, all of a sudden Naruto's framed. So, the, 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 the drunk guy, the painter, Basically, he says, I am going to put my faith in, in, in you, Naruto. And they had gotten into before how um, the, the drunk guy was betrayed by his superior and, his, and you know, he can't trust people anymore. And so it's a big deal for him to trust Naruto. He says, I'm going to give myself into the custody of the police while you go out and you find who killed the apprentice and get the painting back. So that's basically Naruto's task for the rest of the chapter. He goes out, blah blah blah, he eventually finds out that it was actually one of the police officers who did it and is able to, he confronts the police officer and is able to get the painting back and defeats the police officer and, you know, the and saves the day. Saves the day, yeah. Brings the painting back, blah blah blah. Big deal. So. That's kind of messed up. His first friend is dead. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of screwed up. Yeah. So he he saves the day. Then it gets into the actual, I guess, the real story of Naruto, and that they're back in the village and they're t- talking about how he's an apprentice. He's learning to become a ninja, and all these ninjas have these kind of crazy powers. And I guess because he's got the demon inside of him, he's kind of got a lot more potential than anybody else does. But since he's such a a slacker and he doesn't apply himself, he can't really tap into it well. And this comes up to my favorite part in the first volume that I read, which was, well, he does it a couple of times, but he basically, he goes to the elder of the of the village, the main sensei, I guess, and they have this transformation spell that they, that they do. And what they're supposed to do is transform into... You know, just kind of a clone of themselves or something. Yeah, the, the, the a hidden technique to yeah. uh, jutsu, which they call it. Their powers are called jutsu, and they use chakra. So, 
instead of transforming into a clone of himself or transforming into a clone of Sensei or anybody else, he transforms into the clone of a naked hot girl and basically freaks out this this old dude and just gets himself into more trouble. And I found that hilarious because I'm not gonna lie, I mean, it was kinda hot the way it was drawn, the, the naked girl, you know, it was not bad at all. So that just gives you kind of an, an idea of his of his personality. I don't know, did, did they, since I've never seen the anime, did they show that in the anime of him turning into the naked girl? Uh, you had the, the yeah, yeah. But like the hair was covering the parts yeah. you want, yeah. But, but anyway, it was still pretty hot. Big Rick would like it. Oh. I'm sure Big Rick has seen it. And yes. jerked off to it. Um, <laughs> so they get into how he's he's trying to prove himself to to become so right what, sorry when the manga first starts out he's trying to prove himself to become even accepted into the, the entry level ninja status I guess I, I forget exactly what it's called but you know so he needs to pass the exam to even get that far so he gets to the the, the day of the exam where he actually has to clone himself twice so that there'd be three of them total and prove that he's you know reached that level of being able to to go into the the actual ninja official ninja training and he's only able to clone himself once so they fail him he's not not able to you know not able to go in and everybody else in the class passes and he's pretty much feeling really sorry for himself he's off to the side and the guy who failed him, he's kind of being, you know, hard on him, but not in a not in a mean way. But you know, he's you didn't pass, I can't pass you. And there was another another guy next to him who was saying, "Oh, he tried really hard. Why don't you pass him?" He said, "No, I can't." So that guy who wanted to let wanted to pass him basically comes over to Naruto later, and Naruto's sulking outside, and he says, "You know, I really think they should have passed you." You know, and he starts telling him about this about this scroll that's. Uh, where if he studies the scroll, he can learn really powerful uh, spells and everything. Turns out that this dude really is trying to manipulate Naruto and steal the scroll for himself. And the sensei who failed him, he realizes Naruto's potential, but he's he wants him to he doesn't want him to 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 succeed in easy way. He wants him to really earn it. So he knows that. So the 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 other guy tried to frame Naruto tell him that he was stealing it and he planned to kill Naruto and steal the scroll himself the one guy that the hard ass sensei wasn't falling for it and he, they get into a big fight confrontation and in this battle Naruto is able to not only clone himself once twice he clones himself like hundreds of times and he they all attack this one guy and beat the shit out of him and saves the day gets the scroll back and he proves himself to the sensei, and he finally graduates, and he's able to enter the official ninja training. Yes, and he gets his headband, which is the significance. Which everyone in the world has a headband because you buy it at most anime conventions, <laughs> and we hate you for it. Yep. So, the rest of the first volume, I only read the first volume, starts getting into the, um, the he starts the actual official training, and you meet. Um, the other two main students that I guess revolve around, uh, you know, they go through the training with him, and then you meet his trainer, which is uh, the trainer's name is Kakashi Hatake, and this is a pretty cool. I'm butchering a lot of the names. I'm very bad with names, but trust me, it's pretty cool. The there's a there's there's two other students that get put on his team. There's Sasuke and Sakura. 
So Sakura is kind of typical, you know, cute girl, Naruto has a crush on her, and Sasuke is the typical, you know, like, he's the cool kid, and, you know, he's really into the training, and he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to play any games, he doesn't want to mess around, and of course, Sakura likes Sasuke, she doesn't like Naruto, and there's that little love oh. triangle. Sasuke is not really interested. I don't know where they end up going with that later on. I'm sure well, they get into it. Well, he disappears, but they hint that there's lots of yaoi porn for those two. Oh. For him and Naruto, but it's... Ugh. Oh, yaoi. Oh, Ugh. Oh, the anyway. yaoi fangirls go crazy. Yay! So, what, what was I saying? Okay, so, one, one, pretty funny, uh, one pretty funny scene was, since Naruto likes Sakura, and Sakura only has eyes for Sasuke, Naruto, basically, he ambushes Sasuke and ties him up and lo locks him up in a bathroom or something and then uses the, the spell to transform to clone himself and transform into shapeshift into Sasuke and basically goes over to Sakura and tries to trick her into kissing him and he almost he almost succeeds and then right at the point where she's gonna kiss him he gets like a bad case of diarrhea and has to run away and go to the bathroom <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny the, the 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 rest of the first volume is they meet the they meet the trainer which I said was Kakashi and he pretty much just punks them big time like he gives them this task where okay your first lesson is he has there's three of them and he takes out two little bells attached to his string and he puts it on his belt he said your task for today is by lunchtime tomorrow or your task for tomorrow is by noon you need to take these two bells. If one of you gets if one one person gets a bell and another person gets a bell, there's going to be a third person who has nothing because there's only two. Whoever doesn't have a bell come noontime, you are kicked out of the program and you don't get to eat lunch, which seemed to be the real concern to Naruto. He didn't even all he wanted to do was eat lunch. But anyway, you figure when this first starts out that one of them, at least one of them, is going to get a bell. Turns out he owns them all and. They all attack him in their own way. Um, Naruto kind of has the headstrong, you know, I'm going to attack you straight on way, and, you know, he gets his ass kicked. Sasuke tries to be more stealthy and, and everything, and he actually kind of impresses um, Kakashi, but he still is not good enough to get the bell. And Sakura is just really so obsessed with Sasuke that, you know, she really do doesn't even do much at all, and she pretty much... He... Kakashi uses her obsession with Sasuke against her and pretty much clones himself to look like uh, like Sasuke and like he's all bloody and broken and as soon as she sees that she faints and passes out and things like that. It's cool. At the end of the first volume, the big, I don't know, I want to say cliffhanger, but is when Kakashi says, none of you are worthy of being ninjas or something. That's how they end the first volume. So... That's as far as I had time to read, um, but I like this. I thought it was pretty cool. I could see how with, you know, kind of flooding the market, I guess, with, you know, all sorts of Naruto stuff, like, I would start to get sick of it, but since seeing as how I've somehow managed to never really get into this before, um, and I had, I really knew nothing going in, I found it to be pretty compelling. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. I'd say it's one of the, one of the better ones I've read. Um, would you continue reading on further in this? Sure, if I had time. Uh, I would definitely. Yeah. So, out of our five ratings, what would you give it? I'd give it. 
I'd give it a five. I think it's worthy of a five. Really, really, really fucking cool? Yeah, I think it's worth it. It's got the right amount of humor. It's got a pretty cool world that they've established. Um, the magic and the ninja stuff is pretty pretty interesting. I'd really like to see some more of you know, what happens when the, the demon inside Naruto starts to manifest itself more. Um, That's way later. I'd, I'd like to see that. And um, maybe some backstory stuff, some flashbacks into you know seeing the battle with the the you know the well, the demon. Well, That'd be cool. But anyway, yeah, it's it's an interesting, and I'm sure they're going to introduce more characters and everything. Um, one chapter I didn't really like was when they had this annoying little kid who came and and you know he was younger than than Naruto, and he basically he's the grandson of the of the main uh, the Hokage. Yeah, and he, you know typical annoying little brat kid who wants to you know who wants to be more advanced than he is and he tries to be naruto's rival and blah 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 but naruto does teach him the sexy no jutsu uh spell which he uses against somebody at the end of that chapter which was pretty funny but uh, i remember he can't get it right for the majority but he like makes an old lady he may yeah he makes like this fat girl in a in a bikini which is really ugly and uh, that's that was his first pass at it, but Naruto's kind of coaching him to it, and then towards at the end of the chapter, he actually gets it right. So that was kind of cool. Um, but that kid was annoying. I hope he doesn't come back, or I hope if he does come back, it's not that bad. Who's your favorite character so far? I would say my favorite character is Naruto himself, because it's kind of funny seeing him getting into mischief and then you know, just being his stupid self. And yeah. I'm gonna pee on you for no reason. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool. I mean, I could see if they overdo it with that, you know, then he could sort of turn into be a little bit unlikable. The other person I would say is I would like is uh, is Sasuke because I kind of like those, you know, like typical broody characters who's you know too cool for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know. Can you see why pe- people make lots of yaoi doujinshi with those two? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I liked it. I, I, I was surprised. <laughs> I thought you'd be like, I hate this because it. No, it, I didn't it, hate it. it definitely well, not fill, bad. the filler comes on later. Lots of filler. I mean, I only read one volume, so I mean, maybe. No. I mean, with something that's been going on for thirteen years, I don't understand how that could not be filler. But well, maybe you'll do an update later on. All right, like like I rock what I'm doing. So let's get on with what I'm doing, and this is something which has been in the making for a year. Let's hear it. Yes, it is the return. It is the third part of my. Uh, description of one of the longest running manga series of all time. Yes, we are going to be talking about something which is so awesome, so cool. And this is one of two series which I'm going to do this for. Because it is so obscenely strange and long. And you could say bizarre. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Hirohiko Araki's Odyssey into itself. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3 the third installment of my review of this series. Now, for those of you who haven't listened to episode 78 or episode 23, go back and listen to those, because those are are the first two parts of this. And let me catch up a little bit. Now, Jojo Bizarre Adventure, or Jojo no Kime no Boken, is a manga which has been coming out since the late 80s. Since 87... And there's actually two follow-up series. There's Stone Ocean and currently, which is Steel Ball Run. So it's been coming out for quite some time. There's several video games, several animations, and the reason why I've broken this up, if you like I said, if you've never listened to those episodes, is the fact that unlike with a lot of mangas where they have time jumps, it's still the same main characters. Like Naruto, you have Naruto, then you have Naruto Shippuden, which is we're gonna skip two years ahead and it's gonna be the same characters. 
this series, it's following a bloodline, but the protagonist changes, all the minor characters change. You may have two characters that follow up from another series, but most of it is just all new story, all new territory. And for that reason, you have to split it up. And the series is so obscenely strange, you have to do it. And originally it was published by Shuisha, and this series, ironically, the one I'm covering today, is the only one which has been released in English by Viz Media. And this series is very, well, what can I say? <laughs> it is completely and utterly what the fuck, but you can't help it. It's like watching a train wreck. <laughs> you, you don't want to look at it, but you can't help but keep watching. And this is volumes 12 to 28. This is Stardust Crusaders. Now, Cal, have, did you listen to any of the episodes, or do you have any idea about the I read them. I read them as they came... Uh, listened to them as they came out, but I don't remember anymore. Okay, so... The villain in the first part of the series, Phantom Blood, was this character known as Dio. And Dio was this very charismatic and manipulative bastard who became part of the Joestar family as, as an adopted brother to the main protagonist of the first series, Jonathan Joestar. And he eventually got a hold of this mystical mask, which turned him into a vampire. Hmm. Okay. And at the end of the series, he got into a climatic battle with Jonathan and himself in a ship that was going to America from England. And as the fight happened, the ship crashed. It, they destroyed the ship and both were presumed dead. And that was in the 1860s. Stardust Crusaders takes place in 92. So this is about 100 years later. And a bunch of guys are mysteriously there, you know, just doing treasure hunting in the water. And they pull up parts of a ship. And they're like, oh cool, a ship! We can raid it and get stuff. And they see a huge, long chest. And they pull it and say, oh, there must be gold or balloons or stuff in it. And they're looking at this chest and they're examining it. And they see on the corner of it, it says, Dio. And that shows... Four days later, everybody on the ship is dead, <laughs> there's no one there, and there's a chest which is opened, and there's nothing in the chest. They released Dio. Dio has returned, and last we saw, he got decapitated, so you're wondering, how the fuck is he still alive? Well, we'll get into that in a moment. So now we'll go to Japan. And someone is coming on an airplane to Japan to visit his daughter, and who is this? It's the protagonist from part two, from the last episode. Yes, Joseph Joestar is still alive from the 30s. <laughs> He's older... His hand, which got fucked up at the end of the last series, is now a mechanical hand. And he's going there because he's got these weird visions and he has to see his he's grandson. Like Skywalker. No, his grandson's causing problems. He's being no, a little... He's he got his hand chopped off, mechanical hand. Well, he got his mechanical hand from a Nazi. Luke Skywalker didn't get his hand from a Nazi. He was a cyborg with a Gatling gun in his chest. Maybe he was a cyborg Nazi. You may have a point. <laughs> Just hold up. So he's going to Japan because his daughter, Holly, is saying... Dad, I need you to come here. My son is being a little bit of a prick. He's locked himself up in a jail cell, and he's not letting anyone near him, and his daughter is annoying as all hell. She's like, oh, you have to call me by the name they call me over here, which means holy, and blah, 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 and my son has to love me. If he doesn't love me, I'm so sad. <laughs> she's very fucking annoying, and she's a major plot point, which is the worst part. So, you see his grandson, Jotaro... Kojo, who's he's a part member of the Joestar family, he's locked himself up in a prison cell. He says, no one can let me in because I'm possessed by an evil demon. Everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And he shows that he's able to manipulate things almost with telekinesis. Like, he's sitting there in the cell, and one of the 
police officers are saying, you should be let out. You can't do this to us. And he says, well, watch. I'll show you I'm possessed by an evil spirit. And miraculously, almost as if by magic, you see a hand pop out of his arm. Like a phantom hand go. It grabs the gun out of the police officer's hand and gives it to to Jotaro. And Jotaro's like, and they're like, what the hell? He must be a magician or something. He points the gun at his head and shoots the bullet. His mom freaks out like, oh my god! And you see a hand catch the bullet. This mysterious phantom hand. So the phantom hand is protecting him? Almost, or it does things. like as, as you see over time, she's waiting for her father to show up and there's more shit in his room for no reason in his cell. You have a motorcycle, you have books, you have a television, you have a stereo. They're just appearing mysteriously, and he's kind of just like, what the hell? He's just understanding it. And Joseph shows up with this guy he's met named Abdul. And you don't know anything about Abdul, but he's there, and Holly's like, oh, what am I going to do? You have to, you have to let him out. He hasn't left himself. He's sequestered himself in this cell, and I want him to leave. Joseph talks to Jojo. We're going to call the younger, instead of Jotaro, we'll call him Jojo, which has been the name of the protagonist in every single series. They call him Jojo. That's kind of why it's called Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. So anyway, as Joseph talks to Jojo, he notices this phantom creature showing up all still whenever he talks to Jojo. And he's like, you know what? You don't want to listen to me? Fine. Abdul, could you get him out? And so Abdul's like, all right. As long as as long as long he's out, we're good? He's like, yeah. So Abdul does this weird hand motion and a phantom comes out of him also a weird creature that looks like a bird almost and it starts wrapping up Jojo in a weird flame and meanwhile the police officers are looking at this like just seeing a guy going like making hand motions another guy like he's being pulled apart by ropes that they can't see mm. but Holly and Jotaro and Joseph and Abdul see these creatures that are fighting, and as he's being stretched apart, you see suddenly the f- mysterious figure completely shows up. The hand, it forms this Aztec-looking, well, he looks very, um, I don't want to say gay, but he looks pretty, let me show you what he looks like. Uh, let me pull up a picture of him. No, no. He looks like that. Will you say gay? Yeah. He looks pretty gay. He looks like an Aztec warrior with gloves on, and he's very unusual. And he goes to save Jotaro, and after a small fight, he gets him out. He actually gets him out of the cell to take a step out, and they're like, I win. I got him out. And they explain what these things are. These aren't evil spirits. These are a person's stand. Now, if you remember in the last series, we talked about that Joseph and Jonathan were trained in the Hamon, which is the ripple technique. That's their power that they use against fighting against vampires like Dio. This has been completely negated in the series for the stands. And stands are these beings that stand behind their masters. Hence why they're called stands. Okay. And every all the stand users are able to see stands, and each one is different in different ways. They're not all just like, I know this ability, you know, I have martial arts power A, and you have martial arts power A, and we're able to do the same thing. Every single one is unique to their owner, and they have limitations and assets, which work out. After some interesting play-by-play, the stand for JoJo is named Star Platinum, and the reason why he's called this is because of tarot cards, and that's how they name all the different... This is really weird. Oh, we're just getting started. 
By the way, you find out that Joseph came there not just for Jotaro. The reason why he had shown up is because of the fact that Dio is still alive, and the family is destined to fight Dio. Because Dio tried killing their great-great-grandfather. He's been hunting the family down. And the reason why he survived is that he used Jonathan's body. He grafted his head to Jonathan's body to survive. So he has the Joe Star family power, and he wants to kill them all because they're the only people who will rival against him. Okay. And he has summoned a bunch of stand users to help him out. And so it's a fight between Dio and the Joe Stars. Currently, it's going to be Abdul, Joseph, and Jojo. As they're going training and learning their different abilities, this kid shows up at the school, a transfer student, because he finally goes back to class. And this kid, Noriaki Kakyo, shows up and as he's, he's, he's got a sketch pad and he's sketching, and as Jotaro's walking, he suddenly feels a pain in his leg and falls over. He's like, what the hell? And this kid gives him... He's like, oh, you want a handkerchief to clean up? He's like, okay. Gives him the handkerchief. The girl's like, oh, he's so cute. He's not cute. Jojo. And Jotaro is a piece of shit. I'm not gonna lie. He's mean to the girls. Like, I hate all stupid fucking girls. He's cleaning himself with the handkerchief. And he looks at the handkerchief and says, Jotaro, I'm going to kill you in two hours. You're like, what? So he, as he goes back to the nurse's office to get some bandages, suddenly the nurse goes crazy and tries to kill him. He doesn't know why. And this is where you meet Kakion's stand, who's known as Harrowfint Green. And Harrowfint has the abilities to... what would be? He's super fast, but he's he's an elastic st- stand. He's able to do things from a distance, like he's a puppet master. If he gets him, himself wrapped around you, he can manipulate your limbs and make you do what he wants to do, and you won't realize what the hell's going on. And Kakion has had this stand since birth. And as they're fighting, he doesn't know why he's doing it. It turns out that Dio was mind-controlling him as an assassin. So, using Star Platinum, Jotaro is able to remove the device which is controlling Kakion. And now Kakion has decided to join the group to stop Dio. Now, there's a problem, though. Dio has discovered that he has a link with the Jotaro family. And he's manipulating them because so like, he can see what they're doing and figure out what they're doing. And he's affecting Holly. Because Holly has a stand, too. And her stand, unfortunately, she's not strong. She's not a martial artist. So the stand is slowly killing her. So they have 55 days to get to Egypt to get to Dio. If they kill Dio, she's fine. If they don't, she dies. Okay. And that is... Oh, I forgot one other thing. Joseph also has a stand. His stand is he's able to see the future by destroying cameras. What? His stand shows up in his hand as a bunch of roses, and he smashes the camera, and the photograph that appears will be the future. Or he can hold the TV and zone it into there. Okay, that's very weird. Oh, I'm not done yet. That's just the beginning. There are some very what-the-fuck stands, because that's the best part of Dodo's Bizarre Adventure. What I'm just, the hell is... The stands, all of them are different, and they're unique. Now, I don't want to spoil all the stands, but they... Now, most series, you think, okay, they know where the bad guy is, they can just go to the bad guy, one, two, three, right? And they fight him in his town, right? Yeah. They don't make this easy, because they have 55 days. Oh, that's that's a month and a half. We'll be fine. They get on the airplane to go, and immediately when they're in the airplane, there's a stand user in the airplane who killed the, killed the captain and the co-pilot <laughs> to stop them. And this is an old man who has a stand known as Tower of Grey. And this stand looks like a big beetle, and it flies around, and it's super fast. And it kills its victims by 
cutting their tongues out because the stand user kind of collects the tongues. And the only way to defeat them is that they have to use a combination of their skills of fire and because each stand has, like I said, weaknesses and powers. Like there's one stand user later on who the only way that you can fight him is it's by... Oh, well, let me, let me start over. So you have multiple stands that you have to fight. And each stand has a plus and a minus. For example, like we said, Jotaro's is super fast and super precise, but he can't go too far from Jotaro. So he's able to, like, go maybe 10 feet, then after that he can't do anything. He sucks. But next you have, and then, you know, Hermit Purple, who is Joseph's, literally, he's just go around his body. He can't go any further than, like, a foot from his, from Joseph's body. Meanwhile, Ab Abdul's, which is Magician's Red, is a fire user. He can project fire. So he's an offensive that has distance abilities. As they're on the open, they meet this character known as Jean-Pierre Polnareff, who is just as fast as his stand, Silver Chariot, is a knight. It's a knight with a lance, and he's super fast. He's able to jab very quickly. And when Jotaro uses his stand, Star Platinum, to fight him, suddenly the armor comes off and he's in another form. He has multiple forms. Oh my god. Your, your eyes are like, what? This is so complicated. Oh, there's nothing. That's the beginning. There's also a stand user who's an orangutan. There's a star stand user who his stand is a car. There's a stand user whose power is fog. There's a stand user who's who's like a fi his stand is a fish man. There's one who literally will put a boil on your arm. Oh, and here are some. Let me tell you some of the characters' names. You have besides the main characters I explained. Here are some of the antagonists. You have Captain Tennille, Devo. Rubber Soul, G. Gile, Nina, ZZ, Enya, Steely Dan, <laughs> Cameo, Midler, Oingo, and Boingo, two brothers, Anubis. Starting to see a. a Mariah! A trend here. Pet Shop, <laughs> Kenny G. Vanilla Ice? Yes, there is a stand user named Vanilla Ice who is Dio's minion. Wow. And his and um his stand is called the cream stand. And I could go further into what happens, but I don't want to spoil it because it is so obscenely obscure and strange. Now, compared to the last two, Araki's art got a lot better. I mean it still is that very cartoonish and strange look, but it's a lot better and it's more his style. It's not cribbing off of Bronson's from Fist of the North Star, and I like that it got better. And more importantly, I like the fact that now it's not just ta 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 I'm gonna fight the guy and that's it. He actually has to figure out how to fight these characters. Like it's not just a I'm gonna just use Star Platinum's super punch and that's it. He's gonna beat the character. No, he has to actually outsmart them. Like there was one character who what happened was that if you got cut, this stand would allow the person to suck up all the blood out of there, make a hole, and that hole she can control. And the character she was fighting got cut in his tongue. And you know what she made him do? He had locked himself in the bathroom. So she, because she could only control his tongue, she was dragging him around the bathroom with the tongue, licking things, and said, You want to be mean? Fine. I'll make you clean the, the toilet bowl. Uh -huh. And then later on, he's like, Oh, God. He's like, I just need some breath mitts for something. He's like, uh -huh. What? You, your breath smells like shit. What? I don't want to talk about it. That's ridiculous. And there's, uh, what was it? 
Devo, who was the one from before, he had this... He, his stand was, as long as he got pissed off, like if someone fought you or hurt him, he got more angry, and then he used that anger towards you to make his stand more powerful. And his stand looked like, um, I don't know if any of you have seen Trilogy of Terror, there was this little voodoo doll that went crazy and like would kill people. That's what it looks like. It looks like this little voodoo doll that runs around and stabs you really quick and is really fast. And in order to fight... He was fighting um, Steel Ch- Silver Chariot. What he did was he locked John Pierre. Well, he tied him underneath the bed. He got him trapped under the bed, so he couldn't see where this little thing was. And this little thing was stabbing him, and he couldn't see where it was. And in order to outsmart this little thing, Silver Chariot had to break a mirror so he could see the reflection to find him. It's not just a strength is going to beat everything. You have to outsmart these characters because these characters don't play for. You know, it's not like with Naruto or. Dragon Ball Z, where there is no collateral damage. I mean, there's a doctor who shows up who's just walking down the street, and his face gets cut off. <laughs> and for everyone else, it just looks like, imagine if you just walk down the street, a guy's face just slides right off. No reason, you just see a... <laughs> I mean, the stand users see the stand cutting the guy's face off, but we just see just, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, what? Why is this getting cut off? Why is this being all messed up? Oh my god, this is so crazy. I said it's bizarre, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I mean, later on, there's a there's a camel race all the way to find all the parts of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ? This is the series, I told you, this is the series where I told you five things, and one of those was not in this series, and you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, anything could happen. That's what is interesting about this series. It's like what Akira Toriyama does. It's where you don't know what's going to happen next, and that's what makes this series interesting. It's not just formulaic one, two, three, four, five. It's literally, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen next. I mean, I didn't expect the fact that they find it, their plane crashes and they find a boat. They think, oh, they're going to be fine. They look and there's no one on the boat at all, but there's an orangutan in a cage for some reason, and he's reading a magazine. I don't know what the hell's going on, and the boat turns out to be a lie because the boat's actually stand, and the stand user is an orangutan. And you're like, what the fuck? And his whole power is he can control anything which is a part of the boat. And then, in order to beat him, Jojo has to flick a, a button at him going 2,000 miles an hour. And then it's a huge fight. This is ridiculous. I don't know. This. I'm interested to see your th- your review, your actual score. Because based on what you're telling me, I, I know what my score would be. You'd be like, just what the fuck, what am I drinking? Yeah. It's entertaining. It is. Um, don't get me wrong. It's entertaining. And I like that they bring a lot of things back. Like, they make references to the first and second series. Even though at first... I don't like Joseph Joestar. I didn't like him in the last series. I thought he was a little bit of an arrogant prick. And as an adult, since he's a grandpa now, even though he looks really good, because the Hamon lets you age really well. Like, he should be like 80 years old. He looks like he's 60. Okay. He looks like a, a very fit and muscular Sean Connery. And he seems more distinguished and better. And there was that one person I told you about, the lady who attacked with a boil. Like, she infected you with her stand, and the stand would grow up and become, like, grow up and become this weird thing. And as he's fighting the stand, you think, oh, he's just going to use his stand to fight him. And he goes, Hamon Jen! And he uses the ripple to try and kill it. Doesn't work, which is pretty cool. But at the end, when he finally figures out how to defeat the stand... You see the old Joe, Joseph, which, even though I didn't like it, I thought it was kind of charming. I like the fact that they brought that back where one of the tripes he did in the second series was 
he would say, you're going to say blah, 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 blah. And that's exactly what the guy would say. Like, you're going to say, don't punch me. And, and and the guy says, don't punch me. And this is like, you're going to say, please don't kill me. And the thing says, please don't kill me. And he kills it anyway. Ugh. It was nice to see that back. And I like the way that this series is going. I've read two-thirds of this, and it's getting really, really good. And it's not as annoying as the last one was. It's a lot easier to follow. Even though, I will say this now, I still think the characters look really, really gay. I'm going to show right now a picture to Cal of one scene, and you give me a level of how gay this looks. On a scale of 1 to 10. <laughs> how gay does that pose look? On a scale of 1 to 10. Wow, that's pretty bad. Give it a 10, a 5, a 3, what? That is. That's an eight point five. An eight point five on the gay scale. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fucking gay looking. I mean, I'll give you this: if you can be super strong and look that gay, but that's the only thing that is the problem. I'd look. I would want to be. I wouldn't care how I look as long as I'm super strong. Because I mean, are you gonna really tell someone who could punch your brains out that he's wearing the pink hair and he has hearts all over his pants? <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. You're not going to tell him that. You'll be like, yeah, whatever. You're awesome, man. Please don't kill me and crush my head with your stand. And, honestly, I don't want to spoil any more. I'm not going to say much more about what's going on. But, series is pretty enjoyable. I really am digging it. And I want to see how this ends. And, overall, I'm actually going to give this a... Yeah, fuck it, I'll give it. Borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky. The last two I'd given, just give from your crazy Aunt Muriel, the, it got better. A lot better. I really could see why this is the most popular series and why this was the only one which was released over here. Because this is enjoyable. I do want to play the Dreamcast game, though, just to see how cool it would be. I have a Dreamcast still. Yes. Just to see, just to see how badass it could be. I mean, the sucky thing is in the Dreamcast version, all the names were changed. So it's no longer Midler or... Ice, Vanilla Ice, or Pet Shop, or Kenny G, or... Eh. But still. I really dig this. I'll tell you how this is, and hopefully by 4 next year we'll get to Part 4, which I heard was really insane, because you had a guy who was Araki's... his, essentially, his avatar. And yes, I can see you have a headache from this. <laughs> it's like, wow, this... this. I hope you listeners are able to follow this better than I can. I'm sitting right here in person, and I can't follow it. Yeah, I mean, if I could, I would just read the synopsis straight up, but that would spoil so much. Hmm. <sighs> so, either way. Abdul is one of the names. Oh, there's a guy named Arabia Fats. <laughs> I like Abdul. Abdul gets killed very early on, which is very depressing. It is a little bit spoiled, but he gets killed very early on. He gets shot by um, this guy named Whole Horse, who his stand is a gun, and he's able to control the path of it because he has the Emperor stand. Hmm. And he was, uh, he's still alive at this point. He's not one of the other bad guys who's dead like Devo or like Captain Tennille or, or Jay Giles who he controls zombies. <laughs> and he has two right hands. <laughs> when you see his mother, it kind of makes sense because she already looks like she's a freak of nature because he's deformed. Then there was ZZ who I told you about who drives the car. His yeah. stand is a car, like the supercar. <laughs> runs over people and kills things. Then there was... Jay Giles' mother, Enya, who she has the f- mist, which is really what the fuck. I haven't gotten to Steely Dan yet, but I heard he's badass. 
Oh wait, no, I did get the Steely Dan. Steely Dan was he was the lover card. He had the this stand which infects another person, and if you hurt him, he doesn't get hurt. The person who's infected gets hurt. Mm. So I had to figure out how do we kick your ass without killing jo- Joseph Joestar. And he That's kind of unique. Yeah, it's it's that's what I like. It's that it's not Oh, there's only one way to beat him. You have to think to beat him. It's not, I'm stronger than you. It's, you have to be smarter than this person. And these people take grievous amounts of damage, and it's not like, I'm going to be hurt, I'm going to get better later. Like I said, because of, in the second one, Jonathan got hurt so bad, his hand had to be replaced because he broke it. It wasn't like, oh, my hand will get better later. No, his arm was is destroyed, and he had to get a cyborg hand, which they broke off later on. <laughs> So, anyway, I didn't even get to the video game guy yet, or the the guy who's addicted to to playing video games, or the guy who's a gambler, or the because there is a gambler, there's a stand user who's a gambler. He, he what happens is that he plays poker, and he beats you by cheating. <laughs> the thing is, he plays you in a, in a game of cards, and if you lose, you become a poker chip that he owns. That's your soul. He owns. Okay. And you have to be in with that. Then there's another one who uses video games instead, but he's honest. And he is more... Well, he's more relaxed, but he uses these uh, dolls instead of poker chips. And it allows you to get your, your, your soul back, but he's... What the fuck? Uh, you seem like your brain is going to explode, so we should stop this now. Yeah, it's been a, a crazy... A crazy ride. I told you. Zan's Bizarre Adventure. It's, it's a fucking bizarre series. It's not bad. It's pretty cool. Mm. So. Alright. Do you remember? We have... And since it's been about an hour since we've been talking, we should tell them a little about where they can check us out. www.spirekin.com The forum. Spirekin.darkbb.com Email us. What's the voicemail? 206-350-8462. You can also check us out on Facebook under Spark and Manga Review, the group or the person. I actually set up a gr- group for also the movie review, Spark and Movie Review, if you want to just check out those links specifically. Because people were saying, oh, we don't like the fact that on Twitter and on Facebook you publish movie and manga reviews, even though it says manga review. So now there's officially two different links you can check out. If you want to just listen to the movie reviews, just go to the Facebook for movie reviews. If you want to listen to the manga reviews, go to the manga reviews. If you go on Twitter, it's Spark and Movie for the movies. Mm. It's a lot easier. I'm not doing a supplemental, though. Fuck that. That's Twatter. It's not bad. I'll call it Twatter. Yes. So. Alright, so I guess it's that time we've all been waiting for, right, Cal? What time is that? We're talking about that one. That only. The Wheel of Manga! Yes, Frenzy, Wheel of Manga. Except for yep. substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? It is a prize wheel with ten slots on. What we've done is we've assigned ten the Hulk, mangas. Hulk is attacking the Wheel of Manga. No! Ah. Wheel of Manga killed Hulk. Don't mess with the Wheel of Manga. The Wheel of Manga kills everything. It's it's naturally impervious to everything with its scully powers. <laughs> Either way. So, those of you who don't know... We've assigned to each of the ten slots one manga. We're going to spin the wheel, whatever number it lands on. That's what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 116, which actually is going to be the last episode of the year. Wow. Can't believe it. 2010's already over. Is it going to be released before the end of the year? One way or the other, it'll be released. Right. Simply 
One way or another. So record ya. Since it's been a while, you can we're gonna spin first, my friend. Spin ya, spin ya, spin ya, spin ya. Nah, I'll stop. Yeah. Good spin. Number eight. And number eight is a manga which is made into a very dark and fucked up movie which was made into a possible remake that's going to be done by Will Smith. Will Smith? Yes. You are reviewing Old Boy. Old Boy. Okay. Yes. It dark is a- Horse Comics r- licenses? Yes. It is very dark. It made a live action movie which was really fucked up and is considered one of the most disturbing movies ever. Hmm. Okay. Um... I mean, part of me wanted to get that, but, oh uh, well, I can't have everything I want. So, <laughs> let me spin the wheel and see what I'm reviewing in the next episode. Number six, which is going to be... Holy shit! What'd you I, get? I actually got the one I wanted, and that wasn't... Oh, well. So, in the next episode, I am reviewing a very dark and, well, cerebral sentence series. Not unlike Old Boy, but a little bit different. I am going to re reviewing the very... Well, it's a manga about trepanation, to be honest with you. Hmm. Reviewing Homunculus. Homunculus? Yep, like I said, it's a manga about trepanation. Okay. Are you familiar with what trepanation is? Trepanation is the oldest surgical practice and is still practiced in some African tribes. Yes. People still do it, and I saw there's actually a video of it on YouTube where someone actually did it to himself. Hole in the skull produced surgically. Yeah, you mm. you drill a hole in your skull. Originally, the practice was used because people believed that there were evil spirits in your head. That's what caused headaches and migraines. And if you drilled the hole in your head, then ghosts would come and spirits would be released out of your brain. However, some people now believe that if you do that, then it actually will increase the latency of your brain. This isn't read off of any Wikipedia or anything like that. This is you had to learn for psychology because this a lot of people believed in this shit. Mm. It's kind of so there is some possibility that there's truth to this because people have shown after being trepanned that there is increase in blood flow and also possibility that they may get smarter but it's a pretty gross and pretty dangerous surgical procedure because you you literally you're not going into the brain you're just literally cracking the skull a little bit and if you go the wrong way you could kill the person or if you push too far you could damage the brain and possibly hit motor functions speech patterns memories I mean what happens if if you you, you did that and you put a hole in your head and you die suddenly all you could say is me like boobies I say that now but that's all you could say you'd be in a boardroom meeting like okay Mr. Cow we need you to tell us about the current programming in in our firm's newest software me like boobies I'd be promoted instantly I should do that anyway Probably smarter than anything I ever say, regardless. Do you think that you would, or would they be like, "Get the fuck out of here, you weird"? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well. look at the Hulk. Get yes. back to life. So we've gone all crazy. Yes, yeah, so I yeah. think that's it for this episode. Uh, Hulk smash manga review. You've <laughs> 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 gone crazy, Cal. Yes. Either way, this is your Hosan, and we are gone.